nothing wrong with that. And uh, but yeah, it's it's. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. That's for sure. Um, got got kids coming home, and um, I'm excited about that. So uh, we we're just saying I might be the only person in the world saying I'm looking forward to resting, but I, I do think that I'm gonna get more rest. And I love being at, at mom and dad's is a good. It, it's good to be around family right. and just be able to kind of, they're out, it, they're, I love where they live. It's nice and quiet and peaceful and it's a good place to kind of just get away for a little bit for a few days. So I'm going to sleep a bunch. I'll just relax. Uh, hey, that's us. <laughs> hey, it'd be nice. I'm, I might, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll be able to get it in on Friday. I'll get to sleep a little bit. So I, that's when I'll do it. But uh, I'll catch up. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll get my sleep in. Well, I uh, appreciate you. I know this time of year is busy as crap for everybody, so thanks for taking it the, is, hey, the time to do this time of year. and keep it going. But um, last week, I had a lot of fun editing that, that show because it was, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a mess. I mean, I'm sitting there, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, we were late getting it started, right. and I couldn't get a, a thought together for anything, and I thought this is going to be a nightmare to edit. And But it kind of was a nightmare to edit because there was a lot of really cool stuff in there yeah. that I kept listening back to like 10 or 12 times. So it actually, it, it took a little while to get out. But it was a cool show the way it all kind of played together because I'm asking all these questions and I couldn't get the words out. But right. those are kind of the, the it confused, I confused me on the show last week. I yeah, started I to trick myself. myself. That's right. <laughs> I, said, I, don't know I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But as I <laughs> went back through and listened to it, I was like, ah, oh, it's actually, you know, it, I was, I think I texted you. I was like, I, I think... I thought that I had this nice, simple view of God, and I'm no, like, let's come talk to you. And it's like, no, it's actually simpler than that. Yeah. You, it's, you've made it even more simple to me than in some ways than what it was a few months ago, probably. Well, I tell you, it was, it was funny the other day. I was um, getting leaves up on the lawnmower, and that's, uh, you know, vacuuming the yard, so to speak, so I guess is what you call it. But anyway, um, I do more of my thinking, uh, whether it's uh, about my sermon or about this show or about anything that I'm teaching. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things that, I was thinking about was what we talked about was uh, you had talked about, man, I was looking uh, more of a a formula or, you know, these things. And, and the more I thought about it, I said, you know, it's not about a, a formula, even though I can give you three steps to being a good dad, three steps to being a godly husband, three steps to be, I can give you that. But at the same time, it, no matter what three steps you have, it always goes back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that in place, and if it's not real, and you're not seeking the Lord, yeah, I, I can give you more steps to, to Sunday, and I don't know that that's going to help you as much. And, and and at the same time, still want to offer those things, but but it re- all really ultimately goes back to an obedient relationship with Christ. When I was uh, my high school, the pastor that I had, uh, the church I went to in high school, had a saying, or I heard him say this one time. Somebody asked him, "Can you do this and go to heaven? Can you do that and go to heaven?" <laughs> yeah. And um, it, some, some of the stuff that we talked about on the show last week, and especially legalism versus relationship and stuff, it reminded me of what he used to say about that. He, he used to say, it's not about can I do this and go to heaven, it's should I do it. Yeah. If, if, and it's that's the difference in the... That I've been trying to figure out how to save this chicken or the egg or whatever for two or three weeks, but that's kind of it. It's not a matter of what are the rules. Right. The relationship trumps the rules. Right. The relationship takes care of that piece, that piece of it for you. Yeah. And I think that's when you look at Jesus in the Gospels, uh, you have the religious right. You had the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were going to be obedient to the law to the point of, I mean, they had burdened everybody down with these laws. Versus Jesus came to set you free. 
Right. And so it's not about so much I got to do X, Y, and C. It's about, okay, through through knowing the Lord, then comes how I'm going to live. Yeah. And and granted, yeah, it's not a matter of um, should I or can I or that. No, it becomes a matter of, okay, now everything I do, I want to do for the, for the glory of the Lord. Yeah. And, and there's a big switch there. Well, and every time I was listening back last week, I was cringing at me trying to ask about the gray area and the shade. The, 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 but because I did not know how to how to answer what I was trying to say there, really, or how to say it. But it started to make a little bit more sense to me in that in that the relationship is the black and white part. That's what you have to have. That you have the relationship. You got to nail that down, right? And then once once you have that, what he does with that is where maybe I'm trying to describe as the gray. You you can't. I'll tell you something. I don't know if I text this. I think I did text this yeah. week. I need to stop getting ahead of God. I, I like right. to, I like to put myself get a little bit ahead of God's thinking. <laughs> yeah. I see something. I say, "Ooh, I know what He's doing with this." Right. No, I don't. No. I don't have, and He's really That's shown right. me that this week. A lot of the things that I've thought I knew what His purpose for, I'm I'm starting. I, and the funny thing is, is, even as I say that, I might still be wrong. Right. What I, you know, where it's taken me to here now, I think, oh, okay, well now I see it wasn't what I thought. But I don't know for sure that I'm right now either. Yeah. Right. And and it's up to him where you're gonna end up. Exactly. You never know. That's right. I think that's the the exciting part. That's where faith comes in. To says, Okay, Lord, not sure exactly where, but I know it's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. And I know it's gonna be good. Yeah. So and, and that's um you know, I heard that heard a little something about that this morning. Just think about, you know, when, when Joseph, who's been through the meal, falsely accused in prison, uh, you know, brother sold him into slavery. Well, he comes back. He has a chance. He could basically wipe his brothers out. Mm-hmm. And he forgives them. And he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. That's what you got to be willing to trust, that God's always going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it may take you through some sad times. It may take you through some hard times. But ultimately, in the end, I know he's going to be good. I mean, that's um, what we talked about Sunday with uh, Psalm 136, uh, verse 1. You know, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Uh, you know, and then of course everybody said his, his loving kindness endures forever. We said yeah. it twenty six times. Well, y'all said it twenty six times. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting in the lobby to come in. We were They're seven all... minutes late, so we were. Wait- <laughs> um, by the way, um, welcome back to one sixty seven. Hey, uh, seven. Garrett and Ben. I think everybody knows their names by this point. There I you probably go. don't even have to say it. Um, thank you to my son, my youngest, for a bit. Which, by the way, it didn't. Christian. When, Christian, when we put, I uh, went back to listen to the replay of it. You can't really hear him that well. He's far enough away from your mic yeah. that you can't really hear him. But I tell you what's funny about it: he could not have timed that any worse. Do you remember what you were saying when he decided to pitch his fist? Well, no, I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but I remember, <laughs> I remember the 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 because uh, I get so locked in. It's it's one of those things that I'm sorry, my child disrupted. You. I said that child ain't disrupted me because I'm telling you, I'm I hate to say it, I'm locked in. It takes a lot to distract me because I mean it would. Have have to be all right. I see something at the back that looks yeah. like diabolical. Yeah, not not a kid crying or a kid upset. That don't well. It just was, keep on going. So what you were talking about when I went back to try to find it? To right, see how loud was because I was going to share it. Was it about uh, kids uh, being finicky about what they eat? <laughs> no, it oh, was okay. about. It I was figured about, I said that's got to be the best part. It was about how entitled we are. And oh, how, no matter what we have, we don't. We <laughs> well, that was at the very the beginning. Yeah, it was, I hadn't even uh, gotten good at that. I hadn't it was even nine minutes yet. into the recording. Yeah, I hadn't so been we, fast. We, and they started the recording right at. They skipped the singing on the recording right. this week, so it was nine yeah. minutes into the sermon. But right as you're talking about you know entitlement and oh, never being happy with what we have right. and always want more, right. 
He pitches a fit because I told him he had to wait until after church to eat the Skittles that the deacons gave him on the way in. That is bad. So um, yeah, that was that was perfect timing. But I know that to anybody there, they saw me take him out and thought, man, he's getting his kid, poor kid. I took him down he's the hallway. I talked to him for 30 seconds when we came back in. It was no yeah. big deal, but he, I just had to explain no. to him, you'll get him back. But. Man, I can remember, uh, woo-wee. I got dragged out of that sanctuary before, and uh, mm, it was not pretty. It, this and, one wasn't uh, as bad as some of the members probably thought it was going to be for him. But I could, it, and the way it happened is, my uh, oldest Gabe was left to him, and he was the one making a, a loud noise. But they all had been wrinkling, you know, yeah, ruffling yeah, with the paper wrappers and everything. Else. So I've reached over there real quick and grabbed all three of them at one time. And as soon as I did, I caught out of the corner of my eye Christian. I saw his lip mm-hmm. quiver, and I could tell he was catching his breath to scream. And I ha- that gave me about a one and a half second head start to get out the door. I said, "There it comes." <laughs> so. Had I not yeah, seen that, sorry. it would have been about you know a little louder. <laughs> nah, but I I will say uh, that that's so funny because uh, I'll never forget we were uh, one one of the funniest little stories. And that's just funny to me maybe, but uh, we went to see uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when the kids were young, mm-hmm. and we took them to a when I say old school movie theater. We were camping up in the mountains, and it was in Marion, North Carolina. So this was a old theater that your feet stick to the theater. This mm-hmm. was not IMAX and no. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got uh, in fact the candy was cheap. So every one of the kids got their own candy, which that's that that's rarely heard of because we are like, no, we can share. And uh, and Nate had his bag of Skittles, and he opened it, and he was sitting in Renee's lap. He won't no more than about four or five. Yeah. And he, when he opened it, them Skittles went. And you, you heard them, mm-hmm. and you heard them tinkle all the way down to the floor <laughs> and roll. And you heard him go, ah! and then you heard a smack. When Renee put his, his her mouth put over his mouth, and you didn't hear anything after that, she picked him up and ran out, and then he was ah, in the lobby. I was like, man, that's the best thing I remember. But he did. Them, them Skittles made that boy cry. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So that's not the only time I've heard um, Skittles will get you in trouble. There they, you go. That's they, the title. There you go. Skittles will get you in trouble. That, that definitely could be the story. Skittles will make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, believe me, uh, it didn't distract me one bit. But yeah, uh, the the point that was, um, you know, the, how ingratitude oftentimes happens is we have a sense of entitlement and we're selfish. And when we focus on what others have and we don't, or we focus on, well, somebody's got it better or I deserve this, you know, that's when we, we get that ingratitude. And um, being Thanksgiving, man, what a time to really focus on uh, being grateful. I mean, it's it's tough because I'll be first to tell you, uh, it's, a, it's a challenge for all of us because this morning I came in and as soon as I came in, five different problems. Nobody, you know, and it's almost one of um, there. There are times when somebody comes in, and as soon as I walk in, they hit me with a problem. I just stop, and I'll just always say, "Well, good morning. Mm-hmm. How are you?" <laughs> just so they'll know. Hey, at least say good morning to the man for you. You know, and so it's one of when people hit you with that, you can easily um, lose focus. Mm-hmm. And if you're not focused on uh, who who the Lord is, and that's exactly what the enemy wants to do is take your focus off of the Lord and have you focus on things that don't really matter. All right, so, distractions. So, well, look, that's a that's a good segue into something that I didn't know I was going to talk about today, but sure. <laughs> um, so Sunday. Mm-hmm. That happened to me, and, 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 it, and I hate it when it happens now, because now I know it. Like, it didn't used to, I didn't know, used to know that that's what was happening. Dang. But now I know it, and it just makes me mad, and it kind of ruined my whole Sunday, because once I figured it out. But I had a great Sunday morning. Church yeah. was great. So great. Wrong, man. Christian's little fit turned out to be kind of funny in the end, when it was all said and done. I'm having a good <laughs> afternoon. And then something happened, holiday-related, uh, 
distraction comes up and it made me mad and, and it was and it kind of messed with the rest of my Sunday. And now, and now, even after it was like resolved, I'm still just in a bad mood. Right. And I hated that. I mean, I had a great, and I'm, I'm it's seven o'clock in the evening. And I'm thinking, what happened to my good morning? And why can't I get it back? I know that I, this is stupid. And I know I, you know, and I finally got to about 11 and I finally said, look, Lordy, I've tried. Okay. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. I've given it all. I just, God. you know what? I ain't got a good mood in me. So I'm going to go to bed. Best I can do is make me better tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so right. Can we do that? And that's as, be- that's as good as I could do on that day, you know. But <laughs> but it is sometimes we do have those. And then yesterday was a great day. Right. And I woke up this morning and was in, in, a, in a great mood, and something else ruined it this morning. Yeah. And it's just it's it, you're gonna have ebbs and flows. I love one of the things you said, and I did write this down uh, from Sunday. You can be thankful in every circumstance, even if you're not thankful for every circumstance. Yeah, that, that's and, the key. Is when you look at First Thessalonians five eighteen, it's God's will for your life that you would be thankful in all things, in all things, not because of all things. And I think that goes back to what we were just talking about. I, I don't know that Joseph was necessarily thankful for a well. Mm-hmm. I don't think if he was thankful for a prison that he had to spend two years in, but he could be thankful while he was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think therein lies that that faith component and that um, that dependence component that we've been talking about of Thanksgiving is I can be thankful because I know, okay, God, this might stink mm-hmm. to high heaven right now, but I, I know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and even in that, I can be thankful. And this one of, again, you always go back to, hey, you can find something somewhere usually to be thankful for. I know it's hard sometimes because, hey, uh, some people have had, it's not been an easy year for some people. Yeah. At the same time, hey, man, I, I, you know, look around, whether you got uh, two legs, two eyes, two hands, start there. Uh, if you got children, there's, I mean, there's something you can find to say, Lord, in spite of all this, you've been good. Well, and the funny thing about it was the thing that aggravated me so much on Sunday afternoon, within five hours not only had it been resolved but the way it was resolved was actually a really cool thing that that kind of became a positive spin out of a bad situation yeah. so by sunday night i was really mad at myself yeah, still well, that's, i was gonna I say saw the good you're outcome, more ticked off at yourself I, because dead gum and you know, is that really that, as bad as i need to make it well and the more good days i have i thought about this as i actually think about it today um when i got a kind of got in a bad mood i had a meeting at 10 o'clock i was hoping it would go well and it didn't go well and now i'm in a bad you know i was in a bad mood and I'm thinking, but, but why are you in a bad mood? Like, this is, you know, just, just snap out of it, right? Yeah. And, you know, because, but I get more aggravated with myself when it happens now, because now I think I know better, right? Like, well, a year ago, yeah, I didn't know I better. Should be, but, yeah, I should be a little more uh, down the road spiritually to, why can't I snap my fingers yeah, and make this go away? That's well, right. It's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but. And it is. I think, I think it goes back to that perspective. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get caught up in the moment. We're competitive. We want to do the best. We want to be the best at whatever we do, whatever we put our hand to. And sometimes, you know, stuff comes up or maybe somebody says something to the point of, well, you did this job, but it didn't, it won't exactly the way it should have been, or this didn't go right, or, you know, and I know there's, there's certain people I know that no matter what they say, it's going to come off as, okay, uh, I don't know if it's meant they're just trying to be uh, low-key, um, jerks or if it's just that that's who their nature is but it's always going to come off as well it was okay but it won't act right or uh you know somebody was said this and it's kind of like okay well i and and, you know i hate to say it sometimes i have an attitude of all right nobody made them come Mm -hmm. you know or uh, i didn't like the sermon was too long Uh, nobody held a gun to your your head chief yeah um you know i it's one of i'm not here to please you anyway so 
and I hate to be that way because you want to be, and I'm not unkind. It's just I find myself, the Lord convicted me saying, all right, you need to drop the attitude a little bit. Well, and I'm not going to say that I handled the situation today necessarily well, (laughs) but um, it was, I've ran into this a lot with work where people want to take my time to talk about things, but they never want to take the time to actually pull the trigger and do it. And do a PO. And a lot of people (laughs) will. And here's the main thing I'm running, running into. Advisors love this, and I don't blame them. I like, I would too. They like to do things where you only get paid for performance. You don't get paid anything until you produce right. it. Well, that's cool, but it takes money to produce it. That's okay? right. And I can't do that uh, at very large scale. With you know, so this we're we're talking. This is the third free consultation I've done for this guy. It's time right. to move on down the road in this and kind of pay a little something. And, and he's just they say, oh, well, it's too early in the process for us to do that yet. And I'm surprised that you're going for the close already and all this stuff. And I'm thinking it's the third time. Look, yeah. It, and we finally, I said, look, we were 30 minutes into the call. I said, look. I don't like to spend more time talking about something once I realize that we already know what's going yeah. to We both know this ain't going to work. We're a lot, you know. But then he keeps at it. He wants to keep, well, why not? Well, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? Because yeah. so, if you ain't going to pay me, somebody yeah, got somebody I mean, that wants to. I got right? to eat, man. That's right. So it, I'm not trying to be difficult, but about, about the third time that I've tried to say, look, I get it. You're not buying. Can I hang up now? Right. Well, well wait. Why are it's like, well, why aren't you bending more? Because I can't afford to bend more. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, you know. I'm giving you everything you got. Yeah, I totally get that. You don't want to be some. You don't want to be rude, but sometimes you do have to. You still have to I be think in the business world. Sometimes you do. You yeah, know, I, think, maybe. You to, <laughs> I don't think you got to be a jerk, but you have to be straightforward to say, uh, "Man, this isn't going anywhere." Let's um, let's let's just call it off. Well, and we'll we'll get back on track here in a second. But yeah, that's where the business is business thing. I mean, you know, there is business and there is personal. It doesn't. You right. don't necessarily. Um, I can, I can keep those things separate. I can tell somebody. Look from a business perspective, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you as right. a person. Yeah, that's that, it. That you got, you can be honest with somebody, yeah. but not be a. And I think I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's the other one sixty seven. Is how do how do you how do you um, how do you present yourself as a Christ follower? In a business world to where sometimes you got to be straightforward and tell them, no, your product stunk, man, mm-hmm. or hey, you're fired, or hey, you know, and and there's always going to be times you look like the bad guy, and there's always going to be times you look like, well, it's your fault. Well, maybe it's not, but how, how do you do that in a fallen world that you still put forward Christ? And I think that's where, again, you I always remember, okay, we, as representatives and ambassadors for Christ, Okay, we've got to make sure that how how we conduct ourselves, and at times we're going to have to be straightforward. Well, and I think that's also why you have to seek him so much and so frequently in those Mm -hmm. decisions, because if you are seeking his counsel in these decisions and and you're doing what he's telling you to do, then even if that person is not necessarily happy with the way that's playing out from their perspective, you can... He's not telling you to do this to hurt that person. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, That's you right. and he, and you can trust that. I've tried really hard. I've told you before. I don't like to pray for very specific things because I can always play the well, yeah, but you know, well, right. the, so I don't even usually pray for like, please help me to get this account or please help me to get that because I never know that could end up costing me more money than it made me for all I know, you know, in. in the grand scheme of things, so yeah, that's that. That's that. Uh, that's where we need to be careful about uh, that. We think we know exactly what we need and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When when God may know, well, God knows every bit of it. And he sees the master plan. Mm-hmm. We just see what's right in front of us. But he sees, you know, fifteen, twenty years down the road, he might know that this might not be the best bet. Yeah, and whoosh, that's tough. I, 
I gotta say too, it, one of the things that we talked about on the show a few weeks ago about uh, how I needed, or what I said that I, I think I'm a little bit, I got a little bit too much of a bossy big brother view of God. Right. Um, he has. I feel like that he softened that a lot. Right. I, it's that I'm seeing that a little bit differently now. And this week in particular, I feel like I heard a lot of little stuff from him that was it was much softer and a, right. and a different delivery and things like that. And it's been I don't know. It's been really cool to. I'll tell my mom, there's a song that I've listened to uh, this week that's, uh, I'll send it to you later or something. It's a PG song. It's not a God song. So right. We won't talk about it. But um, it was just a cool a cool song that kind of maybe sort of represents where I'm at right now, where it's just I'm enjoying the ride and everything will work itself out. And I don't necessarily know how, but it, right. it's all right. And I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my life right now. And that's a weird thing to say because my life's not that organized and neat and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just happy as I can be, and I don't know how to explain it either, so that's yeah. that great too, right? It's just knowing that things are fine. Just knowing that God's got yeah. you, and don't worry about how and the details of it. Just know he's got you and enjoy the love. That's that perspective that I talked about on Sunday. When you, when your heart's right and your mind's right, you can be thankful. You can be, and again, this is not, the more I, I think about it, it's not a non-caring, not going not gonna to give everything I got. That kind sure, of, that's yeah. not it. No. it it's, a, it's a matter of I'm still giving everything I got. I'm still going to work as hard as I ever have. Uh, but it's just a matter of trusting that, okay, Lord, there's no need to be all worked up and all been out of shape because I, I fully believe, and we're going to talk about this on Sunday, is uh, as we finish up First Peter, that uh, that you know he wore, that we're going to talk about the enemy, but we're all going to say cast your cares upon him because that's a, it's a form of pride when we worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is, and so I, I've just um, I think it's one of going back to being humble and thankful. I, I actually want to dig in on that a little bit because what you just said sounds an awful lot like a thought I had this week a little bit. I was trying to figure out how to dust off and, and turn back into a meaningful thought. But mm-hmm. you said pride can be, or worry is a form of pride. Sure. I believe. So the more I think about this, and I thought about this a little bit this week, and I've thought about it, and I've even talked about it before, God telling us not to be selfish and to have humility and to not right. have pride and all these things, it really is for our benefit. Because what happens a lot of times is you have, we have so much pride, and we referenced this before, you think you're the one who's doing this. So therefore, you take all the responsibility. Therefore, you right. take on all the work, the worry, and all the work, and all the everything that needs to be done. But the more you understand, it's not you; it's God. Right. That doesn't mean He's not going to ask you to work. Yeah, you have to do the things sure. that you need to do. Get after. But you stop putting yourself in that. I have to do. Th- the buck stops at me. Right. The buck does not stop at you. Right. Or close to it. Right. That's right. And the more I understand that, then. I think it's kind of what we talked about. The, I said the Jimmy Buffett song last time, last week. I said I can kind of just sit back and enjoy the ride. Right. I don't mean don't try. No. But just yeah. understand. That and it's not hey, I'm gonna sit back and be lazy. Right. No, we're still we're still called to uh, to to work out our own salvation. We're still called to to represent Christ in everything we do. So that means yeah, my work site and everything else. I'm not just gonna sit around and be a bum. Work hard without worrying about the outcome. That's it. What I'm and tr- it's, it's working hard and trusting Christ for the results. When I was, this is probably a lousy analogy. Probably get edited out. But um, when I was in <laughs> high school, I remember I, things came down. Did I ever tell you about the last golf match in high school and how that mm. thing played out? So, super long story short, my senior year, three guys ended up going into the last match, one shot, uh, uh, separated by one shot. From each oh other. wow. Big match. We're we're together. It comes down like the last whole year and ended up in a sudden death playoff. Pretty cool. Oh, nice. But um, 
going into that, I mean, I'm nervous as I could be for it. And we had a whole weekend to wait. And then the match got rained. It was supposed to be on a Wednesday. And it got rained out, which made me have to wait till Monday to play again. That was what the schedule was. So I had to think about this forever. Yeah. And what I finally came to was to understand right before we played, like, it doesn't matter how I – I can go out there and do everything as well as I possibly can and just nothing goes my way. These guys can go put up a rock star number that I can't touch. Right. Just they, it's their day and there's nothing to do. There's a lot of bad luck that can happen in golf you can't control. What For can everybody. I control? That's right. My effort, my focus, my this. And as long as I do that, I can live with whatever. So just, just focus on that. I'll tell you the funniest thing. I spent the entire weekend working on putting. Uh-huh. It's all I did. I made an eight-footer on the first hole. Right. I three-putted from five feet on two and did not make a putt outside of six inches the rest of the day. <laughs> so that's how yeah. it goes sometimes. But that mentality, I actually played really well for a while after that just mm-hmm. because when you boil it down to, okay, all I need to worry about is what I can control, which is my effort and my this, and then the outcome is what it is. I don't yep. control the outcome. That's a bad analogy because it's golf, not God, and it's a different uh, but thing. But it is. It's something you can try to do the best understand. you can, and you trust the rest of God. That's it. And just and however it goes is however it goes, and trust that he's he's him no matter what. Yeah. And, it, and I think I think the key one of the, one of the key words you said there, and I think that analogy works out well, man. I don't think you need to edit that, but uh, <laughs> but I mean when you say focus, I mean let's talk about it. golf is about focus, especially if you're playing competitive. Sure, I've got a. Great illustration I'm going to use uh, Sunday morning, or I may use, I found it, and it's about Arnold Palmer that lost focus in a, I think it was in uh, in Augusta, it was in the Masters, or and uh, had a one-stroke lead, friend hollered out to him on, this, on 17th, 18th green, mm-hmm. and basically blew it. Blew it, yeah. And, and he said, no, I learned, you don't lose focus. But, you know, that's that's kind of what Peter is getting at when uh, in First Peter 5, seven and eight when it says be sober be on the alert because the enemy loves to distract the enemy loves to help us to lose that spiritual focus to where again we've talked about that to where uh we may become uh, numb or we might become so uh the the word there is actually drunk in a way but we can become so <clears throat> drunk on uh the stuff of the world uh and and it just everyday life and we lose focus and the enemy loves that because the second that we lose focus is the second that, well, that's when we're opening ourselves up for who knows what, uh, any kind of attack, spiritual attack. It is so easy for us to lose focus over the good things in our life. The good things in our yeah, lives can yeah, be Yeah, it can be good or bad. And, sure. and the enemy is really good at using those those important things to you that are good things that mm-hmm. are to, to fire you up. My kids are going, you want to get me mad? Come across my kids. That's you right. know what I mean? But and they, they, so if but so but if I'm the, if I'm the enemy and I'm looking for a way to get me, go after my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and the thing of it is, and this is this is what's so funny is um, the enemy is not uh, he he runs the same playbook. Mm-hmm. He's been running the same playbook since Genesis three. He doesn't do anything that complicated. <laughs> just like the triple option, yep. you're just gonna run it till you finally you miss a uh, an assignment, and you're thirty yards down the field. And it just he knows how to disguise the the looks or whatever mm-hmm. just yep. right, so you cannot he, he tell this. Masquerades himself as an yep. angel of light. That's mm-hmm. uh, Corinthians, but he does. I mean, he plays the same playbook, which is lust of eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He's gonna always play to that, and we <laughs> we we are suckers for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have already, the, oh, he handed it off in the middle, and then you look, and he's unpitched <laughs> it, and he's <laughs> scored. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, be sober. 
be on the alert. Uh, be, he, he walks around as a roaring lion. So you've got to be, you've got to be on your P's and Q's, so to speak, if you're going to really uh, walk with the Lord, because you've got somebody that would love to distract you or make you fall, because, hey, what's better than uh, one of his ambassadors really embarrassing themselves? Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the thing, too. He, he gets more satisfaction out of Use you, for example, because you're an easy one. A preacher messing something up in a big way and making headline news really puts a bigger smear on God than me doing it or uh, or whatever. whatever That's one of the things that scares me more than anything else is, man, you you are... Yeah, if if I mess up, oof, it can be a, it can be catastrophic to some folks, and I've seen it. And you know, that's the only reason I'd say that because I've seen it. Uh, pastor does something like that. I, can I can I dig in on that a little bit more and just ask like how that's got to be a big pressure point for a pastor? Like, it, it, is that not is. something that's really challenging for you not to worry about? Well, well, I mean, hey, it's it's a worry, a concern. At the same time, it goes back to all right. Um, Pressure may, responsibility may, is what yeah, I'm kind of thinking. Like Maybe a responsibility, you know, but it's one of, okay, I can focus on how I'm not going to mess up. Oh, <laughs> don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. Or put the focus on, okay, Lord, as best as I can, I want to walk in, walk in you and walk in the light as you're in the light. And there's a big difference mm-hmm. because if it's based on me not messing up or me walking in the light, okay, now... Uh, there's and I think it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about the whole time, it is rather than it being about you know the the black and white, mm-hmm. you know I I would just want to make sure that Lord I want to I want to honor you and so yeah there there is some pressure with that uh, it's one of you know I, I, my kids faced it more than anything else though mm-hmm. oh man yeah because uh, yeah. and and my daughter <laughs> my daughter used to come home from high school. I don't like being a pastor's kid, and I'm like, honey, Especially I'm sorry. Pastor's daughter, I'm I sorry. I think yeah, pastor's daughter. Yeah. They, they both do. Pastor's son and pastor's That's, daughter both have that stereotype. But pastor, right? yeah, but, pastor's sons usually are the ones that are making trouble. Right. Pastor's daughters, uh, if they do or say anything out of the blue or anything else, they're held to. Yeah. And uh, and it was it was one of uh, a case in point. They were uh, I think it was cheerleading practice, and Nicole cheered up until college and whatnot. And uh, high school one day, she she just had had enough of. Um, some of the stuff that was going on, and she let somebody let. And look, Nicole can let do that. She is, uh, <laughs> she is fiery. She's got her personality that uh, I think it came more from me than her mama for sure. But but she would. She she let somebody hold it. And man, the coach was like, "You are the pastor's daughter. You shouldn't." And she's like, "What?" Everybody else on the team has said that and worse. But now, and I said, "Well, honey, it's just you're held to a higher standard." I'm sorry. And I said, um, uh, "You know." It, it, and so there is a pressure, and I thought I think my kids felt more of it than than I did. Um, at the same time, though, I think I think I have more of, um, and I think everybody has their own anxiety. I think mine is more of okay, I don't want to make the wrong decision and really take us off track. I want to make sure that we're headed in the right direction. And sometimes you can almost be too cautious, and at other times you can almost be. The, the exact opposite. So you really, I mean, I think it goes back to, that's that, that fine line of walking with the Lord yeah. that it all comes back <laughs> down to. Well, you said something really big there a second ago that, um, that you could think, I don't want to do this, don't want to do this, don't want to do this, don't want to mm-hmm. do this, or I can focus on God. Yeah. And that kind of takes me back to golf. Maybe this is the golf show, but we're just going to find golf <laughs> The golf skills. But, um, but the golf analogy, I remember reading a book. I've read this book a hundred times. It's like the best mental book I've ever read on golf. Right. But 
the, the human brain, apparently, I'm not a psychologist, but apparently the human brain does not interpret negative words very well. So if you say, don't hit it lift, right. your brain hears hit it lift. Yeah, that's it's right. It's the weirdest I thing can in the world. That. But, but I'm telling you, go, go to the driving range sometimes and, and, and just stand there, or better yet, go on a golf course and get you a pond lift right. and say, don't hit it lift. And watch where it goes every single time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all your brain Man, hears. If that's good, I'm going to say, don't hit it straight. So don't if I say straight. don't mess up or don't sin <laughs> yeah. against God, take don't off of that, and what are you going to do? That's it. You have to turn it into a pot. Again, it's the same thing. Yeah. Don't hit it left means the same thing as hit it right or whatever. That's right. But the way you say it to yourself and also the way you present it in your approach to life. I think it goes back. That, that focus, that perspective, that uh, how, how you want to go about it. That's right. This approach to life is I can look at it as, okay, what have I got to avoid to, to, to not mess up? Yeah. What do I need to make sure I don't do? If I don't do those things, then I won't mess up. Well, I'm not, I don't want to be so concerned about how not to mess up as much as I am what can go right. Yeah. And um, just had that not too long ago with um, with the what we're doing up in the sanctuary that some folks were getting nervous that, hey, we're going to be able to do this and do this. And I said, boys, rather than let's focus on what can go wrong, what can go right? This might be the best thing to ever happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, doesn't necessarily mean I, I probably wasn't in the right on that, but I, I I hate that all the time. Most of the time, we we tend to focus on okay, what can go wrong, what, what can go right here. If I if I'm gonna be obedient and we're gonna trust the Lord, it might be the best thing to ever happen. Well, and that kind of reminds me of a, something I was telling my mom this weekend. Actually, if there is a, a a new anxiety source for me here lately is that things are going good and I'm happy. So <laughs> What's now wrong? I'm worried about what I'm, well, now it's, well, when's the other shoe going to drop? Well, I'm going to screw this up. Like, now I'm worried about screwing I'm, I'm it up, worried about right? what's going, yeah, yeah. what's coming now down I'm the mess this if up. everything's never, right. And that's not the right way of thinking. I'm, and I know it's not the right way of thinking about it, obviously, and I'm trying to work on it. But it's, yeah. And it, I don't have it a lot, but it's just, it is something that just like once in a while when I'm not paying attention real, you know, real well, he can, the enemy can sneak a little jab in when I'm not looking and say, well, yeah, but it's going to get worse. You know, yeah. it's not going to yeah. stay this way. And yeah, that's I'm worried I ain't got nothing to worry about. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll well, I got stuff to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it is. I mean, you're right. And those are the times when when you get to a place to where you're walking in that daily and you've got to be able to say, okay, yeah, okay, I know there might be something coming down the pipe, but I ain't going to borrow tomorrow's troubles today. Well, because I think the reason where I ended up taking that after that, when that thought kind of hit me, when, when I was talking to her about it and thinking about it a little bit, I'm not that is an anxiety source, but the way I've been addressing it is saying, and whatever it is, it's fine because whatever it is, he, he it's like I said the other day, if, if I'm, if I'm messing this up, he already knows I'm messing yeah. I'm going to mess it up and he's ready for it. But even if there's something bad that it's not my mistake, it's just something's coming my way. He's prepared for yep. it. And God's got the future. Right. I don't, I don't have to sweat it. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that's, and that, when you get to that place, that place of trust, that place of peace, that we've talked about uh, in in weeks past, and there's something uh, there's something special about that uh, to to know that tranquility, to knowing that God is sovereign, to knowing that God has everything under control. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Something this week, you know, the I said that I'm starting to feel that more loving, softer side. I can't remember exactly even what it was or whatever it was. It might just be something I wouldn't have shared anyway on, you know, I, I, and I told my mom too, there's a lot of these things I can't really share because a lot of the things, those little peaceful things I'm getting, they're little things that take me 20 minutes to explain right. why I meant anything, I you know, you. it's just little stuff. But um, I remember just kind of some, some thought and that, that it hit me and 
I heard this sort of little voice that said, do you see that softer side yet? Are you seeing yeah. it yet? And I just kind of chuckled at it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do see it now. But I started thinking about it more. It was, I, was getting, I was getting ready for bed at this. Well, I'll tell you what it was. I was, uh, I think it was Saturday night. I was exhausted, mm-hmm. so I'm going to brush my teeth, and I was multitasking. I said, I'm going to go ahead and do my prayers now, Lord, and go ahead and knock yeah. this out because I'm tired. I can't Pray while well. I brush my teeth. Pray while I brush my teeth. And cook and everything. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was doing that. I was getting ready for bed, and when I got in bed, I just kept thinking about that a little bit. And some of the stuff that God was, t- what I was hearing as I was praying was cracking me up a little bit. I, mean, I was laughing at, at this. And I'm laying in bed at 2.30 in the morning yeah. kind of laughing. I feel yeah. a little weird, but, you know, I'm laughing. <laughs> but, um, and, I, and I kind of made the comment. You know, we, we talked about how I said that we project ourselves on God. And, and I said, I see God maybe as the smart, aleck older brother, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why. And as I was kind of sitting there laughing about this, I said, you know, it's funny, God, I, even the softer side, though, I still kind of feel like I'm talking to myself in a way. I'm still seeing myself in that. And then what I heard back almost made me cry. It, yeah. it was, yeah, the good stuff in you's always been me. Yeah, like that, that's it, right. All the stuff that, it's the, that other mess. <laughs> that that's you. That's so, 100% you. That's right. And, uh, and the good is me. I, I, well, and that's the way it is. Yeah. And, um, but no, you're exactly right. But I, I think, too, is, listen, don't, don't forget that uh, we are partakers of the divine nature is what we're First Peter says, Second Corinthians five seventeen. You're a new creation, and so yeah, you you should. There should be some some Christ like qualities coming through. That okay, you're seeing more and more of that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what uh, that's the thing that um, for me is. I look back and I'm like, okay, Lord, I know I failed many a time, but. I'm seeing these things, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hearing these things, even if it is brushing my teeth, boiling eggs, and mm-hmm. praying at the same time. Uh, and and God speaking to us is something we talked a lot about on the first show, and even that seems way simpler to me at this point because it's amazing. I was okay. So what I talked to you about before we first got here, what I said to you right yeah. before I hit record, right. I've been going back and forth on whether I was going to say, you know, what, what I was going to do about that or whatever, what if I was going to say anything or not, and then. This morning, as I was on my walk, I kind of thought, well, no, I think if you say it this way, that, that'll probably be okay. Okay, well, if I, here's how I know if God's speaking to me or not. If it ends up being right, it was God. If it was, if it was wrong, it was me. Right. You know? <laughs> That's how I can I tell. But, but as you get closer and closer with God, it's not even, I mean, yes, it's him talking to you. But it's he talks to you through your own thoughts and just it's just it's just putting those planting those seeds all day long. Of, Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you tell this person this thing? Or remember what we said last week. Uh, you need an arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, the sword of the spirit. You need you need a short sword for some battles. You need a long sword. You need a saber. You need a you need all kinds of swords. You need all kinds of knives. Well, verses I look at verses as being those knives, mm-hmm. and so the more that you have those verses hidden away. Yeah, you you begin to think like Christ. You begin to think biblically, and that's why Paul tells us you've got the mind of Christ mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Scriptures. And so that really it is. No, it's not hearing an audible voice. It's not even maybe uh, hearing something that lines up a certain way circumstances. As much as it is, no, the Lord's just using those verses to say. This is how I need to do it. Yeah. You know, this is what I need to respond with. Or, uh, rather than respond that way, no scripture says do it this. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where, again, that's where maturity begins to take hold. Uh, that's where we begin to really start making strides towards uh, that sanctification, this big fancy word for becoming more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the things that I texted you this week um, about your overpass story last mm-hmm. week, um, 
I didn't really think it's about odd, that. It's an odd I... story, man. I went back and listened to that. I was like, mm, I'm, I hate I've never shared that publicly because it's kind of when no, nothing happened. Yep. You know, I kept expecting there's going to be somebody broke down. There's going to be somebody somewhere uh, that I'm going to need to talk to or something's going to happen. So I just sat there and just, okay, Lord, I know something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you what it is. I had, uh, I had the scriptures, and I was just sitting there reading, thinking, all right, Lord, this is going to be a uh, the Ethiopian and Philip from uh, Acts chapter, uh, let's see, that's about Acts chapter 9 or 10 there, that, okay, this is what's happening here. There's going to be somebody coming by. I'm going to share Christ. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever happened. Never happened. No. Nope. So, <laughs> and I've had those things too, where I, I think this big thing's going to happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of. I think it was that that kind of gave me the thought last week of you know sometimes I think I put words in God's mouth that He didn't say. Right. God said to start a podcast. Right. I don't right. know why. I assumed it was because we were uh, there was some big thing He wanted for His glory from the podcast, and that right. might be what I don't know what's Who knows? you know what right. comes of it. But I, I've learned an awful lot of stuff about my work. Right. Turns out I love podcasting, and I'm decent at it. <laughs> yeah. And God, one of the funny things that God told me this week, I said I'm seeing more of a loving side, is I said, you know what, God, at the trajectory that things are looking, as I'm looking at all these things that I'm trying to do, the one that seems to make the most sense is this. Right. <laughs> but you can't possibly just want me to do podcasts. Right. And he's like, if, is there a strength you have that's yeah. better than running your mouth? I mean, like, stop trying to complicate it and do all these other things you there may not you be go. good at. Stick there to you what go. you're good at. You like to talk. Talk. Yeah. I told that to my uh, business partner. He said, well, to be fair, he said, I've known you for a little over a year, and you've said 99% of the words yeah. on our calls that's combined. I said, well, that's that's I know. So sometimes what you you jump ahead yeah. of God and you think, oh, I know what He's doing with this. Right. It can right. be a little thing. And as I said sure. in my text, I wonder if that was just sort of a. I, I don't. I think I said it as obedience check. I liked it better when I changed it back to the radio check. When you right. said that frequency, you yeah. Want to get Are that, you listening? You know, you put a, a radio on mic check, mic check. Maybe it's just a simple thing. Make sure that you're you're tuned yeah. in. Uh, and, and I really do. Looking back, uh, that's exactly what I felt like the Lord was doing. Was all right. Will you will you be obedient to do something that is totally Okay, why am I going under this overpass and just sitting here in a car waiting? Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, I think it's one of, okay, Lord, I'm I'm hearing, number one. Number two is, I hope you're seeing I'm obeying um, and and going from there. And I think that's, uh, I think there are going to be times when when God may do, do something that, no, it may not always involve kingdom work or it might not involve someone getting saved. It could easily do that. Or, you know, something miraculous. No, sometimes it might just be, all right, will, will you do something simple like this? Mm-hmm. And if you will, all right, that's a step. In. And I've always said that uh, obedience is kind of like a progression. You know, you're obedient in the small things. And as we grow in Christ, then we become to where we realize what the important things are. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, it's not always money and gold. Mm-hmm. It's not always possessions. No, I think we begin to realize, in fact, the Bible talks about, Christ talks about those money and possessions. That's the small things. And he says, if I can't trust you in the little things, I'm not going to trust you in the important things. Well, I always thought money and houses and possessions were important. But now Jesus is saying, if I can't even trust you in the routine, everyday stuff, I can't trust you with the big spiritual stuff. And so that's what a what a what a challenge that okay we we we've got it flipped we flipped that script where we're so focused on possessions possessions money this that and the other that we miss no those are those are those things are important but they sure aren't the most important right yeah. 
It shouldn't be the focus of our life. No, hundred percent. And yeah. then, and if it's uh, and it's like you said, if you're if you, just because you're focused on him doesn't mean he's not going to bless you with money or bless yeah, you with other can. things. It That's absolutely right. can be, but, but that you, cannot be even. I mean, the, your your focus has to, to stay on him at all at, at all times. Otherwise, when you get that money, you won't do the right things with it. Right. You won't do whatever. It, it, it'll cause a problem rather than than be the blessing that it could have been. That's right. Um, one of the other things that I was thinking as I sent that text, though, it, that, it was such a long text because as I, the more I talked, the more I thought, so I just kept adding on. It snowballed. Yeah. But um, it is the obedience. But then I also think about it even, I mean, I could, he might tell you to jump under an underpass tomorrow, too, and give you the same thing. I doubt he will, but <laughs> you could. You never know. Because there's also, it's it's also sort of a fundamentals check, maybe, but the way I had said it to you, again, last time for golf. It's the last golf analogy, but it is what I said this week. So, <laughs> last thing I'll do before I go to start a tournament, always knock in a couple of two, three, four foot Right. Balls. Yeah. Fundamental thing. Yes, it's good to hit those fundamentals one time, but it's also a confidence builder. You sat under that overpass, nothing bad happened. Mm. You know you didn't get it wrong. Right. You know, I don't think. I mean, it, we were just obedient. It was just obedience. And now you know you're, you know, okay, well, I don't know what he wanted, but I can hear him. And then you go on with your day, and you, and you know that you're you're in, in tune. And now you've also got that confidence. Right. It's, it's giving you that confidence that, yeah, I'm in sync, so if he wants to give me something better, I know I hear it. You know, but it's just... Um, when you do get that thing tuned in, if you're on a walkie-talkie or something, you don't just start a conversation. You do a right. mic check first, make yeah. sure they can hear you. Or, okay, or you're listening to them. Yeah, you're listening to the what's already being said. <laughs> what's already that's being right. said. Well, that's how our show goes. We just bring them in. <laughs> yeah, <ain't> lying. <laughs> oh man, but but it does, it, it, and I think it's one of. I hate to say this because I'm I, as soon as I say it, I'm afraid I'll I'll, I'll contradict myself. I think obedience sometimes gets easier, but it doesn't always get easier. Mm-hmm. I think hearing uh, can can become easier uh, mm-hmm. because you're you're used to it. I think uh, oftentimes though there may be some things that God asks you to do to be obedient to that. Whoa, this this <laughs> is a little more costly than mm-hmm. what it was at the beginning, and this is a little bit more serious. And you know that's where again. But I think He doesn't just most of the time He doesn't just come up with that one. Mm-hmm. I think he he builds up, mm-hmm. and you know I hate to even use Gideon as a that one's so so out there. I mean he he gave Gideon time to to get used to what what he told him, mm-hmm. even though he told him Gideon, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let you know you're gonna defeat defeat the Gideon, or I mean, you're gonna defeat the Midianites. Well, okay, but and it took him a while of testing and finding out and seeing. Okay, God, now I now I believe you. Mm-hmm. Now I trust you, and I mean, but but when you talk about what God asked Gideon to do to go from an army of twenty two thousand down to three hundred, that's, that's a, <laughs> and yeah. facing a uh, a fairly substantial army that's a lot bigger, yeah, you better you better know that you heard God, yeah, and that, and but I think He's patient with that too. Yeah. Shifting gears a little bit because I wanted. There's been something I've been trying to build up towards. How do I? What exactly am I trying to ask here? And okay. you said something about it on the show last week. You've said this. Two or three times, no one is uh, led. No one is led unless compelled by the Spirit. Right, okay? right. So I was thinking about that a little bit, uh, and it's a, it's a note in my phone now that I can delete after this because it's right. been sitting there for a week. <laughs> so I should have asked you this before I got on the air, on the on the actual mm. recording, but I don't believe 
that you're implying there, or that that is to say that God just abandons souls. Right. That, right. I think would that is that is that saying that we are the ones who are compelled to call. Right. So I've always wondered people who never hear the gospel. There are right. people yeah. that never hear yeah. the gospel. Is well, that because he just never went and compelled them, or because well, we think, were never compelled to find them? Well, you, I think I think it always goes back to. Hey, we, we need to make sure that we share it with each and every person. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, at the same time, there is a um, there is within uh, whether it's Romans one or some other passages you want to use is God's revealed Himself to each and every person. Mm-hmm. So so nature is there. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, how how do I get to know this God if I don't know who Christ is? I think therein lies a a big piece of this. But but I think it goes back to that passage where Jesus says, uh, "No one comes to the Father except the Spirit draws them." Mm-hmm. I, I believe that our God is a, a compassionate, loving God that is always working towards. You know, drawing people to himself, mm-hmm. uh, he would not have any to perish, is what Second uh, Timothy tells us. So, so he is he is look, working to have people come to him. It's just again, will we hear it and will we respond? Mm-hmm. And I think therein lies where a big big piece of this is. Now, you start getting into that. Okay, the person who never heard. You start getting into Calvinism and some of the how we are saved and whether you know uh, because this is this really is kind of talking about a a term. It's called total depravity. It is okay. Is there any good in us whatsoever? And I believe there is a smidge because we're created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, that image has been kind of marred and scarred because of sin mm-hmm. and because of the fall. But I still think there's that inner calling out or inner longing, but uh, except that the Spirit draws us, man, we're not going to even know who Christ is. So I think that's that's the key. But I go back to, I believe the Lord is working to, to draw people to himself all the time, whether we'll hear it. So people not hearing the gospel is... That is a question that I had. Yeah. It is the minority by far. I mean, most people have heard the gospel. They At do least know something. of it or something yeah. of it. They, might, they may not have been shared to them in the same way. They may not have been in church, but most people know who Jesus was. They know what Christians believe. Yep. They know the gospel, whether they believe it or not. And and, and trooping on with, uh, with everything that has taken place in the last 25, 50 years, uh, would be at Trans World Radio, several others. The radios have gotten out to where none of the gospel's been going out. And again... There's various languages and everything else, but yeah, missionaries we have done a pretty good job, but there's still a little bit more to go. Well, and if you go back far, I mean, I mean you know, at one point, so that's that's a really good point. I even said on one of the shows uh, that you know Jesus developed this following back to time when things traveled at the speed no of Twitter. camel, that's right? right. No Twitter. <laughs> now it's at the speed of light, literally. So, um, hmm. but it, at those, you know, a thousand years ago, five hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Huh. There might have been people ago. that never heard that that, that, were, that never even heard of that. I mean, right. Jesus never made it to North America, to my knowledge. So that how did the how would the message have ever gotten here pre seventeen hundred? That's it. You know, that's it. I um, mean, it, it started with those twelve, give or take, mm-hmm. twelve disciples, maybe one hundred twenty when it, when you count everybody that was there. But I mean, and it just spread. Mm-hmm. To a worldwide wor- worldwide, so to speak, and uh, some absolutely amazing. To think we're here in North America, two thousand years later, and I'm reading what Peter wrote and preaching on it. I'm reading what Paul wrote, preaching on it. I mean, that's that's pretty wild. I mean, that, that God would do that. Number one, but number two is, I think again, it goes to show his um, his attention, his uh, his intention, intention of wanting 
people to know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the fact that it's still speaking and the, the words are as true, and I mean, is there another work of literature that can, that yeah. can hold the test of time? <laughs> and, and change hearts and change minds and be able to convict the way it does. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious it's God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not easy to understand sometimes, and yeah, it challenges us. And yeah, sometimes we may think it's archaic, and oh, but at the same time, that's God's word is timeless. Mm-hmm. And man, it's, does it ever preach? Yeah, and and still preaches to our hearts. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. If you it's, stop to think about it, it's, it's pretty impressive. And, and, and <laughs> these guys know when they were writing this that okay, yeah, I don't know that they knew this, uh, just like. You know, who who knows? I just don't think they knew when they were writing this that okay, there could be somebody ten thousand years from now, mm-hmm. or you know, two thousand from the New Testament guys, and we're quoting it. Yeah, when I was um, can't remember who I was talking about talking to about this, but I think we did. I think I did talk to talk to somebody about it. The Bible also. So the Bible was inspired by God for sure. Right, right. It was written by humans. Okay. So I want to I wanted to ask. The imagery that's used in the Bible, describing okay. heaven, for example. Right, right. There's certainly an, a case or a question to be asked for, okay, were they describing, was, was God describing heaven to them in literal, this is right. what we have at streets of gold in these mansions, or were, were they, you know, they were, he was inspiring it to them in ways they could understand it in right. the best thing that they knew of it in, in that way. Yeah. And that's just one example. There's a whole bunch, I mean, you've got an entire book of this, but... You've got, there is a, again, black and white. There is right. an absolute literal, this is what was written down. Right. One of my favorite ones. My dad's, I love you, Dad. If you, uh, Dad does listen. Mm-hmm. But Dad doesn't, <laughs> it's King James or Bust. Yeah, there you it. go. There you go. It's like, well, if you're going to take that stance, then we got to be reading it in what, Greek? I mean, yeah, well, if you want to really want to go to the right. I mean, so there's, that's some of that. that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's some of that gray area, too, is that right. there, yeah, there is, it was inspired by God, right. written by humans, and so where does that kind of, yeah. that might be a big question for seven minutes. No, though, I but. think it's one, um, and I think we can answer it pretty quick, is uh, when, the, when the Bible says that, uh, that these, these men of God, these prophets, let's just talk about the Old Testament, and then same thing applies to the New Testament. These men of God, the Bible says, were moved along. It, the word there is like a sailboat with its sail up, and they were pushed along by the Holy Spirit. And so it's not that the Holy Spirit dictated and told them, all right, you're going to write A, B, C, D, and E, or you're going to write thou shalt not steal. Uh, No, the Ten Commandments, God wrote those, uh, and then Moses broke them. He had to go back and scratch them again. Uh, But it's one of uh, the Holy Spirit moved these men along. So, So he used their... Uh, personalities. He used their different uh, uh, analogies and their different ways of thinking to to put together his message and to put forward his message. Uh, there are times when uh, John writes, "I was called up." I mean, I, I fully believe it wasn't that uh, somebody was telling John what heaven was like when he when you get to the Book of Revelation. No, I believe it was he was he was in heaven and saw. Uh, Christ and Saul, you know, uh, written on him was uh, faithful and true, and those those kind of things. I believe he saw every one of them. Now, uh, how, how? And again, I don't want to get too much into this because it can get into how you interpret Revelation. Uh, if John was taken to the future, and, and I don't know if he was or wasn't, but if he was taken to the future, how's a man who was born in the first century A.D. Uh, going to describe a helicopter? 
I saw a locust with wings. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so. Could it be that some of those? I fully believe that, but no, I believe that God took them when these visions that they had. No, I think it's they were writing what they saw, mm-hmm. and uh, not just uh, just writing down what somebody told them. No, I believe this is what they saw. Ezekiel is one that man. There's some things that. I don't know Ezekiel. Sometimes I'm like, brother, I don't know what you were. You were man. You were you were seeing some stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, but I fully believe he saw every bit of it. And so it's one of that's what it means when we talk about inspired. Is it's not that God told them X Y Z. No, I believe he used these men to to guide them to write these timeless truths, uh, so that we can have them two thousand years later. I, I really hope I don't uh, ADD this thing and get it done quick. Quick, but I am not a sucker for most social media until I learned the uh, not too long ago that YouTube is social media. So that's yeah, yeah, because I can get suckered into YouTube. But <laughs> one of my favorite things, YouTube does not get me very well because I can watch one video and it runs on this long. It, it thinks that it, the, that the algorithm right. It you thinks out. I'm interested in. It. <laughs> I enjoy watching some of these science videos of yeah, different oh, yeah. things because honestly, it proves God more than anything. I think we might have talked about this before, but I was watching something. Um, I saw something this week that basically said it was a scientific thing. This was not creation. Right, right. But it was a scientific video proposing an alternative as an electric universe theory or something that says, and, and basically by their thing, we right. were only like eight or 9,000 years is only how long we've been around. It was right. a much shorter time, much closer to creation. Right. <laughs> and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't believe this. I also right. can't prove that the universe is not electric, I don't suppose. <laughs> but I was laughing at that at that in the just how far people will go to try to find an explanation for for where this all just comes from how it all ties together but that video was trying to explain like it talks about the great flood it talks about mm-hmm. in every society we have a flood and here's evidence of how we had this flood and this is what could have caused it and it wasn't a comment from the heavens it was a this right. instead and i'm listening to i thought and i thought okay well there's probably a lot of people that think that that's true possible whatever but if so they were talking about Greek mythology and uh, how everybody prayed to the gods in the heavens and all that kind of stuff at the time and how lightning bolts from the sky and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, people have a hard time believing that God, you know, came down and parted the Red Sea and did this great flood. Right. All these miracles seem so crazy. Well, we weren't around 5,000 years ago. That could have been normal for those times with all this stuff. I mean, if the storms you know, are crazy and the, there's, we, again, take our own like recency bias almost like we, right. we just know that the world as it is today. Right. And we just assume, well, this doesn't, what they said yeah. for 5,000 years ago wouldn't make any sense. Well, it's 5,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know well, and I think, I think it goes back to, uh, you know, are, are we, are we looking for the miraculous? More than likely. No, because we, we have fallen into such a postmodern, everything can be explained. Everything can be, you know, and we believe very, very little room, for, for for God to work or God to do miracles, and I'm I fully believe He could do and can do. Uh, I've seen Him do. Uh, whether it's a healing or whether it's uh, you know multiplying the food to, to some degree, maybe I didn't feed five thousand people, but yeah. I've seen Him do some things that I'm like, no, that's only God could do that, and that's only God the reason it didn't end up with not not being the way we planned or anything else. So I think it's one of, you're exactly right. I think God, think about all that God's given us in this generation, though, with the scriptures, with the internet and everything else. He's given us all the knowledge. Think about what they had in Moses' day. They didn't have books. 
They may have had some writings, but they didn't have books. So they had to depend upon people telling them or seeing. And so, yeah, I think I think God gives us the amount of information we need for each generation. Well, and I also think that he miracles are everywhere. Anybody saying God's aren't, you know, God doesn't. We're looking for miracles. Well, they're everywhere, but we're looking for those big ones. Sometimes miracles are the tiny little things, and they make all the difference That's in the right. world. So That's right. Well, right. 15 seconds. There's no wow. way I'm going to get a thought in and out in 15 <laughs> seconds. So let's go ahead and wrap Happy it. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, man. Yes, Thank man. you for doing this. Happy Thanksgiving, Oh, my privilege, man. Y'all take care. See y'all. Oh, and stay off the Skittles. <laughs>